Just many, man. Motherfuckers just jacking off in front of women. I don't get that shit. Well, how's that? I know niggas are fetishes, but yeah, just watch me jack off. Just watch me jack off. Like, what? What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't. I don't understand any of that. But teach their own. And white people, man. But, white uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, everybody? This is your boy JC No Hunnit, aka Henny Cole, in the building. You are now tuned into the Illogical Sense Podcast, episode number 65. And the reason why your boy is out in LA hosting is because we got a birthday to celebrate today. Hell yeah! We got uh, Mr. Henny Busby out in the Bay. Hashtag. The Henny Brothers are united once again. Hell yeah! Hashtag uh, Busby30. I turned 30, everybody. That's I right. Am washed. That is right. My, <laughs> my brother hit the dirty 30s, man. That's, dirty that's what's 30s, up. Congratulations. Man. Happy birthday, my nigga. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good. And thank you to everybody that wished me happy birthday when it comes to text messaging, to Twitter, to Facebook, Instagram, you know, all that shit. Thank you. Are you like me? Were you one of the people where you got to respond back to every single last happy birthday wish? Yeah, I just like it on Facebook. And <laughs> you, oh, you, you don't reply back to every single person? You know, well, I just like it, and after that, I just when the night's almost over with, I'm just gonna go on Facebook and just say thank to everyone that wished me happy birthday. It's, oh, gotcha. That's it's like, you know, it's, I can't wish everybody happy. I can't thank everybody because sure, I got see, a lot of love. See, I got me, people, I, I be I be feeling guilty, so I respond to every single last damn message before I go to that, sleep. Yeah, I probably just say thank you, just a bunch of thank yous, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I so, like to I like to hit them with a variation. So one person will get a thank you, another person will get appreciated, another person will get a good looks. <laughs> so, I, so I guess in your notes you just have the answers just preset. You just got to copy much. and paste it. Yeah, yeah pretty, I pretty much, much got to copy paste in that uh, in the notebook, and then I just uh-huh. pick whichever one. And I just copy paste right on the message. Yeah. Well, shit. Shit, Diane just tried calling me right now. Diane, if you listen to this podcast, I just had to deny you because you're probably going to tell me happy birthday, but I'm just gonna. Ended by saying thank you. I appreciate it. And God bless you. <laughs> we love Diane, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Diane the plug. But uh, yeah, I'm off that Henny too, kind of. I have that still. I have like a, a few a few months back, I got some Henny and I said that I was going to save it for my birthday. And people were looking at me like I was a weirdo. But uh, I just finished the whole shit. Well, damn. That's pretty yeah. funny because... I went about a month ago and bought a bottle of Henny and said, I'm going to save this for Busby's birthday when he gets out here. And that's the first time I opened it up. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, hell yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, my, and my birthday got kicked off right on Sunday when the Niners got that one win. Oh, talk to us here. Go ahead. Go they ahead. got their one win. Ain't nothing to talk about. They just got their one win. I just put it out in the universe and I just said, you know what? Niners, my birthday's tomorrow. Just give me at least one win. And they gave me one win. So for that, <laughs> I'm not angry. It wasn't just a win. It was a win that was an ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, because the Giants just gave up, man. They don't give a fuck no more. They just want the season to be over with now. 
Yeah, because them motherfuckers, they gave up on uh, Bob McAdoo. They gave up on their coach. They gave up on all that shit. So, you know, it is what it is. And you niggas got a bye week, so. Right. So mm-hmm. I drove all, I drove all weekend, man. I drove seven days last week, hit 110 rides, hit all three weekly goals between Uber and Lyft. And most importantly, I secured that bag. Nice. Get that money. And plus, in the, in the next few, and I'm, I mean, we're recording this on Monday, and I'll be out there on Thursday to Saturday because this Saturday we're going to Handy Palooza. Hell yeah! That's, that's like a dream come true, man. So I'm mentally preparing myself. I had some Henny at midnight. Maybe some Henny right now. I'm probably gonna have some Henny tomorrow. It's going to be like you kids say yet again, a movie. Yeah, I gotta prepare myself too. I need to go get some Honey Nut Cheerios so I could have some Henny Nut Cheerios. Um, a few other things I, I got to prepare as well because I don't know what to expect, but I expect madness. <laughs> <laughs> it's madness. I, nah, this is heading! <laughs> smash a bottle over their head and shit. Right. <laughs> shit, at this rate, I expect to see Henny J pop out of nowhere. Henny J? Oh, wow. I never met Henny J. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I expect to see him I just fly out of nowhere. Oh shit, Henny Busby and Henny J, nigga, we be like the shield power bombing niggas at the tables and shit. <laughs> Speaking of power bombing niggas, before we got on the air, motherfucking Migos did some fucking shield shit and beat the shit out of extraction. That's right. Um, <laughs> out here in LA, supposedly word is from uh, Excedrin himself. Uh, Migos <laughs> caught him in front of the hotel. Um, some words were exchanged, but not very many because apparently all the words came from Migos, and as soon as uh, XYZ opened his mouth They <laughs> put hands on him And um, pulled a gun on him And yep. then they did Pretty much and then he went on IG story He went on his IG story and started talking shit Calling them bitches and hoes and You know it's just the universe It's just the universe balancing each other out That's what they're doing right now The Sound universe that, is right? balancing each other because he's a fuckboy And fuck shit happens to fuckboys all the damn time And apparently what rumors are saying It happened because of some shit that he said about Drake Oh Oh, now that I say that, yeah, I remember what he said about Drake. When he got out of jail, motherfucker was making fun of Drake's mom and shit like that. So yep. the niggas, so his homies had to beat his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what it boils down to. Um, I, I'm i not one for violence, but as you said, uh, the, universe the universe has to work itself out, man. Exactly. It's about checks and balances. And apparently he uh, <laughs> wrote a check that his ass couldn't cash and um, they took care of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and also, I guess we might, might as well just talk about music now, man. But, you know, you talk about Crit. That was your little Christmas present. That was your how was your birthday, your Christmas, your celebration when Big Crit dropped. Well, Slim Shady's coming back, motherfucker. Yeah, nah. That, I shut don't, your ass up. Yeah. Shut, shut, <laughs> let me use my birthday. Go ahead. Slim Shady's coming back with Revival. That's still like a random-ass name, but it's called Revival. It's going to be his... This is his ninth album. I'm kind of drunk. I think it's one of those albums. It's, it's been four years since the Marshmallows LP 2. And he has a song called Revival. And then the first single was dropped on Friday. And it was called Walk on Water. That okay. featured Beyonce. Now, I, hey, let me talk. Let me let me talk. I'm sorry. So go ahead. You're right. I woke up. I woke up. Because I knew I was waiting for it. I was like, okay, the, the song's here. And it said Revival. And it said Walk on Water. I saw the cover. And it said Eminem. 
And then I saw Beyonce, you know, like the whole world, they just got that New York gift. Beyonce. Just, Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. That was like the most shocking comparison I've ever seen. It was like, holy shit. Because if you listen to his song, No Apologies, which was like back in re- his re-up days and shit, he, he kind of made fun of Beyonce. He's like, like Beyonce's pot belly. Like, wow. Yep. See, this nigga made fun of Beyonce's pot belly when she had a belly, I guess, and fucking said he was going to pee on Rihanna, and now he made, he did songs with them. Right. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so the song came out. I turned it on, and my first response was, what in the fuck was that, Marshall? <laughs> what in the fuck was that, Kanye? <laughs> no, no, Marshall. What in the fuck said, was Marshall. that? Marshall? Marshall. <laughs> it was slow. It sounded like some shit Macklemore came out with. And my first initial response was... No, Yeah, come on. You know that's what it was. Don't act surprised. Don't act surprised for the listeners. It sounded like some Macklemore shit. You know this. Anyway, yeah, it sounded like some Macklemore shit. And then was just... I didn't listen to the lyrics at first because I was just in utter shock. Because there was no beat. There was just a piano playing. And then you heard Beyonce just sing... What on water? Nigga, what the fuck is this? And I was just in utter shock because I'm so used to hearing this made me appreciate Berserk a lot more when yeah. that dropped. Because I was yeah. really angry when I, this made me appreciate Not Afraid a lot more. There was always a beat and was rapping his ass off. This one, he wasn't rapping his ass off. This was the first single from his album, bruh. I was pissed. I was confused. I didn't know what to say. I was literally confused. I mean, are we sure this is the first single or is it just the yes. first offering? Dude, I got an email from the Eminem from Eminem's website saying this is the first single from Revival. I five jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> so at first I was pissed and you were telling God, I told you so, and I wanted to slap the shit out of you. Well, I, I didn't want to hear the truth. Well, when 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 you finish your whole spiel, I will say what I need to say. So continue. So I then I I re-listened to the song, and I listened to the lyrics. I was listening to what M was saying, and M was pretty much just saying like, "What more do you want from me?" Basically, (laughs) he was pretty much talking to his critics, and I'm not talking about like, you know, the people like. Like the actual news critics and shit like that, like a Rolling Stone and shit like that. He's talking to us, the people you see on Twitter that talk shit about him, that always look at him as a joke. Even though he's the highest selling rapper of all time, they don't honestly, they don't respect him as an MC. Yeah. That's like that's the saddest thing about it. He's like the most popular, but he sees himself as an outcast. Yeah, he's, he's basically not- talking to him like he's Bane. <laughs> Revival is for you, the people. <laughs> Wow, I think I think that's gonna go over people's heads, man. Oh, kind well. of. the henny will, will do that. <laughs> no, just do no, 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 no. You should do the Palpatine. Oh, which one? one? When rival drops once again, oh, yeah, shady yeah. will rule the Death galaxy. Yeah, oh, okay. Let, let's let's do it now. Do, do, once do, 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 do. more, shady drops revival and rule the galaxy. <laughs> And then we'll have peace. peace. 
I'm telling you, him. I'm telling you, for all the listeners out there, you can use all that bullshit ass dialogue from, in Star from. Wars Episode Three and apply it to anywhere, and everything will sound that much better. I promise you. Oh, Busby shit. and I have been doing that for almost three years now. We want to do a commentary for this shit because that's for the for the actual movie. Because the movie's hilarious. Just with the I need him. Right. <laughs> Don't fucking underestimate my power. Fucking, I bet when Rick Rubin uh, hit him up and was like, I think I can get Beyonce on here and was just like, do it. <laughs> do it. Unlimited <laughs> <laughs> power. We're going off subject, man. That's what happens when we get us drunk. But anyway, yeah. The song, the song pissed me off at first, but when I listened to it, I was just like, Damn, like I, I, I got what M was trying to say. It's a pretty, it is a all right song, but it's a song within context of the album. Exactly. You know what I'm talking? Like this is a song you should listen to when you're listening to the album. You know what I mean? Right. And and it goes like through the track list and shit like that. And and the Beyonce feature should have been kept as a surprise when the track list came out. Exactly. This this is not no first single. This was just a cash grab that I feel that Paul Rosenberg saw. He just saw Eminem. And Beyonce and just said, this is instant. This is instant dollar signs. This is money. And it was written by Skylar Gray. So I, I don't understand how, because he performed at the EMAs with Skylar Gray, who wrote the song and sang it. And it's just like, OK, Beyonce ain't there, but Skylar Gray is. Oh, OK. 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 So, and, I mean, to, is it bad? Nah, it's not to me. It's just like it's whatever when I listen to it again. Probably not by itself. I got to listen to it with the album. And I'm pretty sure that when I listen to the album, there's probably like hundreds of tracks on there or probably plenty of tracks on there that could have been better as the first single. So I don't know, man. I just shit. He's about to be on SNL this week with Chance the Rapper. So it should be interesting. But shit, I don't know. Go on. It's my turn. Yeah, you can talk. OK. Um, Shut up. shit was whack um uh we'll just we'll just say it um i'm i'm a big fan of uh rap productions where the rapper is just rapping and it's over the melody there's no drum pattern that's Um, what i kind of thought that's what i kind of thought this was gonna be it was gonna be kind of like freedom with beyonce and kendrick that's what i thought this was gonna be like right but uh you gotta have bars to do that um and what he was spitting was more of a context, not just rapping to rap. So from that standpoint alone, it just it wasn't vibing. Number two, um, my boy Shamal brought this up and I've been laughing all weekend. He said all this is is Jay-Z's revenge for Renegade. Stupid. They, say, they said um, so for those who were paying attention over the weekend, uh, Rick Rubin and Malcolm Gladwell, um, they dropped the first episode of their new podcast. Um, broken record, broken record, and it was yeah, given the, and they were talking to, the and they were talking on, the, on the record, yeah. And basically, what Rick Rubin said was, once um, he played the record for M, um, Skylar pretty much already had the hook done. Um, M was vibing to it. He did his part. Um, Rick then took the record to Jay Z, and they were just vibing. Beyonce was out of town, and Jay was like, "Yo, when she gets back, I think you know we'll see if we she jumps on the record." I guess he played it for her. Apparently, she liked it, and they did it. And that's pretty much what the outcome was, and all. And you know, that's what Shamal brought up. He was like, "This is his yeah. payback for Renegade." Yeah, <laughs> where it was to the public, it was, "Yeah, I'll get Beyonce on that." But then in his mind, he was like, 
Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker, for that motherfucking renegade. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm going to have you on title. <laughs> you yeah. listen to it on title. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah, I'm going to put your album on title, but only Beyonce's section of that song is going to be on title. Everything else you can get out of here. Oh. <laughs> That's my wifey with her tweens. Yeah. That's but tween music. <laughs> That's what I think about when they go to sleep, when they call lullabies. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I mean, our first, our first listen, man. I didn't even make it past the first four bars. Because I told verse. you it was trash. Because I was so, sh- I text you. It's like, oh, that's dope. And I said, this shit's trash. That was my next text to you. This shit's trash. And you're like, well, okay then. Yeah. So I'm and- listening to it, and then you know, and what was funny too was, um, so again, shout out to to Big Bro Jason. Um, he went on Facebook Live and he actually did his reaction live. So he's a big time M stand like you. Oh and, damn! Um, I have to be shocking. And so he's listening to, to it. Yeah, he's listening to it. And he goes, "Oh wait, so the beat ain't gonna drop? Oh, okay." And then a few minutes later, he's like, "So he's just rapping about him being trash." <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty much what he did. The funny thing of it was was you could see you could pinpoint where his face went. And it was basically like he just found out Santa Claus doesn't exist anymore. Like, it was just, you can pinpoint that exact emotion. And all I got to say to the both of you is, I told y'all motherfuckers, um, this is a young man's game, hip-hop. And, I'm going to um, get to that part in a there little is, bit. It's no country for old men. And a lot of people just don't want to admit it. I'll be very frank. M is in my top five because he is that dope of a lyricist. Yes. a lot of people have a hard time admitting that a lot of M's success comes off of the gimmick that he had with Slim Shady. So when mm-hmm. you take away Slim Shady from his discography, this is what you're left with. And it's not mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say it. I mean, the, uh, the no, 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 I take that back. You said, okay, when did he become trash to you? Um, what was the one with all the pills on the album cover? The one that's oh, oh, come back? Oh, oh, fuck you. Relapse is a shit. I like keep telling your ass. Nah. You gotta try again. Nah. You gotta try again. You gotta My try again. My mom popped that gym and lots of drugs. Nah, you keep that shit. Keep that. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them haters where I just I listen. I don't even know the the lyrics or any of the song titles. Nah, I, we can go in depth one of these episodes. Oh, uh, we already garbage. did go in depth about that damn album, nah. and you still dissed it. I'll do it again too. I don't give a damn. Nah, I don't give a damn either. That album's a shit. You gotta try again, my nigga. But Bagpipes pop, from my dad. Bagpipes from my dad. Hey, that's always dope. See, we already talked about this earlier, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell you why people feel this way because after relapse, that's when his flow just became different. Because recovery became sober. is no, yeah, he became because he that was the last time he rapped normal. If if you listen to relapse, oh, and listen dude, to how shit, he Abram. raps Get now. Him. My son, he's Abram watching out here balling, man. He's we, he's Laker he's game. watching the Laker game, and I'm watching. Yeah, Raw, we we're we not doing Monday Night Football this week. That's a yeah, that's a bullshit ass game. But I'm, I'm letting y'all know my son Ingram, he he coming. Let yeah, that be known. The Shield are wrestling right now. But anyway, no. If you listen to Relapse, listen to how he's rapping. Fuck just dis, dis, disregard the accent. Listen to how he's rapping. It's clearer. You know what he's saying. Listen to how he's rapping now. He's doing the whole run-on sentence, ribbity rap, rapping fast. And it's like, dude, why are you rapping this way? I know you can rap this way. I know you can rap normal. I've heard you rap normal on Medicine Man. Was it Medicine Man on, on Compton? Yes. Medicine Ball. Oh, yeah, no. Medicine Man. Yeah, Medicine Ball rapped, was on Relapse. Yeah, yeah. He rapped normal. And now when I hear him rap, he's just 
rapping hella fast and just saying a bunch of shit. And I was just like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it just, I don't know why, it just frustrates me. You keep saying it spurts. I don't think it spurts. Like he says on the song, because there's another part, you saying it's a young man game. Yeah, on a, that same podcast. But on that same podcast, Rick Rubin was talking about the conversation he had with M. And M said flat out that he's really frustrated with the rise of, quote unquote, mumble rap. When, when he talks about mumble rap, he's talking about Migos and Future and, ex, was it, is Excedrin a mumble rapper? He's a mumble rapper. Uh, Lil no, Pump. But see, like, here, here's my, so here's my thing when it comes to mumble rap. Because for a while, I did, oh, man, Kuz. I like Kuz, man. He's going to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking um, ADD. Sorry, everybody. No, nah, no, nah, they not. Nah, they, we 65 episodes in. They should be used to this shit by now. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my thing with mumble rap. Because we used to have conversations like this all the time. I would be just as frustrated as you. Until, we still are. We still are. Well, I am to a certain extent after having this conversation with my nigga Dwan. Mm-hmm. And Dwan brought up a good point. We don't criticize. We call James Brown one of the greatest acts in entertainment. Can't one motherfucker recite every James Brown song word for word? Not one. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's scattered around and it's he's using uh, he's singing, but he's also adding you know different ways to enhance his voice, which was yelling or you know just doing other stuff. When it came to jazz, you had uh, you had scat music. They weren't saying anything, but that shit was hitting. So from a from a the context of hip-hop as far as lyricism, yeah, it's frustrating. But to see the evolution of hip-hop and rap go, um, I mean, you can't really hate too much on it if you're calling, you know, acts like James Brown and you're saying that, you know, jazz during the Renaissance era was popping because at the time they really weren't saying much either. Yeah, well, for M's case, because we know how Eminem is. He is a very old. He has a very old school mentality when it comes to hip hop. He is a conservative MC. If that if that's ever a word for you, right? He grew up on this shit. He even talked about it on the podcast. I grew up on Run DMC and Grandmaster Clash. He's, and he's a student of the game. Like he's that's, a student he's, he's, of the game. You know who so, he reminds me of? Who? M is to hip hop what Kobe is to basketball. Where yeah. it was you you can't necessarily pinpoint either one of them as the bona fide best that's ever hit. But yeah. when it comes to studying this shit, you you're not gonna find anybody better than those two in yeah. their respective. So areas. when he's sitting down and he's listening to what's popular now, because when he was at the top, l- lyrical rap was popular. That was the main consensus. You, right. you remember that? It was like he had the he had the bars and he had the sells to match it. So in his mind, he's thinking whoever is the most skilled sells the most. And it's kind of true now, kind of, with a capital K, when you look at Drake's and Kendrick and J. Cole and shit, and maybe Big Sean and Wale here and there. Right. But when you talk about massive sales and shit like that, yeah, you see who's really popular right now. You see the Young Thugs. You see the Migos. You mm-hmm. see the Futures. And he sees all the other songs that are, like, extremely as popular. And it just, like, and for him, it frustrates him. It's like, why are kids listening listening to this shit? And I can right. understand that. I was in the bathroom. I was taking a piss. And I hear this kid in the next stall next to me. And he's saying, Gucci gang, 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 Gucci gang. I'm like, wow. He looked like he was, like, 17 years old at least. Like, wow. Yeah, see, and that's, 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 where, that's where the conflict comes into play because you got the 17-year-olds who live and die by that shit. I could just mm-hmm. listen to it and have fun and, you know what I'm saying, just walk around. Gucci you game, know Gucci they're going to probably game. play it. You know they're going to play that Henny Palooza and we're going to lose our damn mind. Oh, we're going to be jumping <laughs> off. See, I surprised Busby because I was supposed to get our Henny Palooza tickets two months ago. 
But I was messing with him. Well, I wasn't messing with him. You know, life was still coming to play. I was still paying bills. Yeah, but life, yeah. But I kept telling him, you know, I'll get him, I'll get him, I'll get him. And he wasn't necessarily getting irritated, but he was just like, all right, man, just make sure you get him. Well, I surprised him because I didn't get regular tickets. I got us, you know, VIP section seats. So we got our own booth. Let it be known, when certain mumble raps come on, we probably going to be jumping up and down on these damn boots. I'm just letting without it be known. One Henny, without one Henny bottle. One, <laughs> one is the loneliest number. But when you add two niggas to that, it's a turn up. For sure. And, and all the bottles are going to be free, so we go walk around with all the motherfuckers, and they're going to probably give us bottles. And Nick, nigga, hell yeah. Hell we get yeah. Off the point. We Shout get out to Kaz. And Loki, all them niggas. Rory, all them bitches. I mean, niggas. Wow. Henny <laughs> really got you. <laughs> Anyway, like I'm trying to say, what was I? Ta- what were we talking about? Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Why, why, dude, that got us all fucked up. No, M. M was pissed off because he's seeing this is what the climate is now, and he is very conservative and he's stubborn. And I can and and being a fan myself, I've listened to how he's been rapping when it comes to his cycles and his freestyles. Right. He sounds frustrated and he feels like he wants to lash out at these niggas, but he knows that he if he does that, it's gonna be fu- it, like what's it called? He's gonna get fucked up. He's gonna get like like back. There's gonna be backlash in the hip hop community. They're gonna call him the old head. Right. Like, what's his name? My boy Lowe said he made the best analogy to me from DJ Booth. He's going like, yeah, even the Tyrannosaurus Rex got pissed off when the when the caveman was starting to take over. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that man, Em is just an old school head. He's like me. He's frustrated. But honestly, the fan in me, hell yeah, I want him to go after these mumble rap niggas. <laughs> that like I really want him to do that because instead of going after these pop stars, he go out, he goes after them niggas. That'd be fucking dope. But I mean, he's the thing too of it is, that. yeah, I mean the thing of it is too. You also got to consider the fact that we've seen this in every generation. It, yeah, it backfires for the the legend going at the new generation. Like we saw it last uh, generation with when Karis One went at Nelly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like we we we've seen this before. But he was really stupid for that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean the same thing could be said if M. That's why M hasn't done it, right? Yeah. I mean that's the thing about Migos too is they're considered mumble rap, but if you actually break down the lyrics, the niggas actually they can rappers. rap, right? Uh, or oh, same with Young Thug too, in a way. Same with Young Thug. Yeah, fuck same with. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Lyric, even I have to admit, like he's very creative with his lyrics. Oh, I'm sure he is, but fuck that yeah. nigga. Man, you still listen to Super Slimy? Yeah, because Future was on it. Again, mm. when, when it's Young Thug with other artists, you know, okay, I can deal with it. When it's strictly him as a solo artist, that's where I boycott. You get off the point. You get off the point. At the same time, Emma's just frustrated. He just, he's just frustrated about what the climate is in hip-hop right now. He's no longer, like, Hove, Hove can adapt pretty well. He still gets kind of looked down on, but Hove can adapt to it. And that's M a test, but see, that, that's yeah. the difference between M and Jay. That's yeah. more of a testament to Jay's business side. Yes, M, all he knows is just to rap. That's right. all he knows. All he knows is how to rap. So, of course, he's going to be frustrated with all this bullshit that's been going on. So, yeah, when it comes to this fucking walk on water, uh, walk on this bullshit nuts. But other I than only, that... I only know one walk on water, and that's Ozzy Osbourne. Mm, yeah, that's taking it back. Yep. That's probably, probably what he was thinking of. But I just hope that the marketing campaign matches the album because the marketing campaign is pretty genius if you ask me oh if the, the marketing is is there but i swear to you if that album sounds predominantly like, like that song oh you're gonna ooh, be i'm gonna be drinking a the whole next lot episode of-, of this podcast is gonna be yeah well if you listen to the end even though the end is hella stupid he's like bitch i made stand i was like yep. what what it, it sounds like it's transitioning into an upper beat you know and rep, rapping his ass off yeah this, of this actually sounds like the fur the very first song on the project 
Yeah, that would make sense, hopefully. But it definitely would make sense. It just didn't make sense putting it out as a single. But yeah, it didn't. It sounds like you gotta listen to it in the context of the album. So that's what I'm saying. If I was in the room with Paul Rosenberg and M, and I said, and I heard Paul Rosenberg said, "Yeah, we're gonna use this as the first single," I'm like, "Don't do that." I'm like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> it's Eminem and Beyonce. You, how many records have you sold? Oh, I haven't sold nothing, but I know what the I know what your core fan base is gonna think. They're not gonna like this, or they're still gonna buy it anyway. Well, shit. <laughs> and that's when you take your henny and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, well, don't don't look at me, nigga. Damn, I had like a whole conversation, imaginary conversation. How do you know the henny got me? But um, yeah, man, revival coming. I'm gonna be one happy camper when I go out to LA because I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna make you listen to it, motherfucker. I was already going to listen to it. I just well, wasn't. I, I wasn't having high expectations. And after this, I mean, I'm still keeping a fair, open mind, but. This didn't help. I'm just going to let it be known. Whatever. So, Meek Mill's in jail now. Is he, or is he waiting to get sentenced? Oh, he's in, he's in there. They took the mugshot and everything. He's in there right now. Oh, shit. He's... So, he's already bond bars. All right. So, yeah. So, Meek Mill, um, uh, as we mentioned last week, um, you got, what, two to four years? Two to four years behind um, bars. His lawyer came out at the, like, the day after we posted this uh, episode, his lawyer came out saying um, there's some conflict of interest when it comes to the judge overseeing this case. Um, apparently, what was it? She was trying to get him to do a song with some artist that she knew, like, over probably about 10 years ago. And then probably three or four years ago, she was trying to coerce him to leave uh, Rock Nation um, the, as his management to sign with some friend when he didn't so they're going behind that and at first i was like hmm that's interesting but then you know you and i talked about it and and then you brought up a good point saying well why the fuck is this just coming out now and i'm like that's actually a very valid point why is this just coming out now Mm Hmm. yeah because i got this one after i watched everyday struggle with DJ Academics and Joe Budden, and they were talking about they were talking about this shit. And they're asking, and I guess Nadeska asked if you feel bad for him, and they both pretty much said nah. And they were doing a rundown of everything that was going on, and they just said that he played himself. Mick played himself pretty much. And at first, I thought they were just hating, but when they were breaking it down, especially Joe's analysis of it, he should have knew better. Right, like Meek should have fucking knew better. He they told him countless times this judge does not play. You need to stay your ass out of trouble with the people that are around you. You need to stay off social media. They are watching you, waiting for you to fuck up. And you had multiple fucking violations ever since he's been out of jail. Like what's been going on? I mean, he's he's personally stayed out of it. But let's see what's been going on. First of all, uh, the shit that happened with Safari a few mm-hmm. months back. Mm-hmm. At the BT Awards, like like your pe- like you were on camera getting out, and then the, your people rushed Safari. Those were your people. You were surrounded by it. There That's was true. that uh, the shit that happened with Benny Siegel a few months before that one. There was rumors going around that be- that um, when Benny Siegel dissed Meek Mill, his Beanie. people were Beanie Siegel. I said Beanie. You said Benny. I said Beanie. Yeah, you said Benny. Whatever. Benny Siegel, when he got jumped, people were saying that Meek's people and Meek was connected to that. And there was that rumor going around that he beat up, that he punched French Montana and his people were behind that. It's the, huh. it's the, huh? and it was his, nah, that's and, John, nigga. <laughs> that was Yin Yang Chins, nigga. <laughs> it was one of the, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't oh, French so, Montana. <laughs> French Montana, oh yeah, I got, forgot. French Montana has like a monotone ass, huh? Huh. So, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> like anonymous. Yeah, no, yeah. anonymous is more. Anonymous is more high. Yeah, yeah. his rolls off. His rolls off the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like the grudge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, my point for this shit was especially with Meek Mill, man. It's just like he fucked up and he violated multiple fucking. Um, Violations and shit. So yeah, he popped a willy. Yeah, he got caught up for that. Yeah, there was another charge. Like, was it a gun charge? It was some shit. And yeah, he got caught up for that. But the charges were dropped. But this judge was just like, your black ass can't stay out of trouble. And one other thing that they put, Joe Button pointed out that I looked up myself, which is true. This judge is black. And she's been hella lenient towards him. Even when she sent him to jail for eight months, the DA wanted to send his ass to, they wanted him to send him to jail early. And she said no. Because she saw all the people talking for him, saying how he's a changed man and shit. And granted, he did he did do stuff for the community and shit. But she even said, "Yeah, I, I went." The judge even said, "Yeah, I went past that shit, and you weren't even doing none of that shit." So, Ooh, shots fired. Yeah, that's way she said it. <laughs> so <laughs> I say shit. No, I wasn't talking about you. I was just saying shots fired by the judge. Yeah. So it's just like, bruh. I don't know what else to say to him, but he fucked up. I mean, now, so that leads into my next, the next topic is how now on social media, there's this huge outcry about Meek Mill being unjustified because he's going to jail for an injustice reasons and the system's against him and the judge don't like him. And it's just, it's just like, they're making him out like he's fucking Nelson Mandela, dog. Like at the Philadelphia City, like City Hall, there was a big ass rally in front of the in front of the chambers, and everyone saying "Free Meek Mill," and they were rapping the whole "Dreams of Nightmare" shit. Fucking um, Rick Ross came out and did a speech. It, it was like some fucking boondock shit. <laughs> Dead ass. And I'm going on social media. I see Cabernet talking about it. Ebro, Ti, especially Ti's old fucking big worded ass talking about it. <laughs> This misrepresentation of my comrade Meek Mill. (laughs) Like I don't. Like it's just. It's just. It just looks so phony to me. They're trying to treat this nigga like he's some fucking hashtag. Nah, nigga, he's just a nigga that kept getting in trouble. Didn't know how to fucking shut the fuck up. Basically. So do I feel bad he's in jail after when I did my research and heard what Joe Budden and them said? Not really. He fucked up his damn self. So there was Nikki wasn't in there to save him. There was no other people. He fucked up his damn self. So two to four years, there's not going to be no more. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? He's just going to be a myth. He's going to get up probably the same time as fucking Bobby Smurder if he makes parole. Smurder. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> we got to go into 2018. We got to get like a. Uh... A mispronunciation bucket. Every time you fuck up a, a name or something, you got to put like fifty cents in or something like that, and then we can use the money at the end of the year to go on a vacation because that shit will be enough to cover a full vacation. Promise mm, you that. Pretty much. Well, <laughs> well, we still stive in the fucking entertainment and shit like that. The purge is still happening. What purge? The Hollywood industry purge. If any purge. of you niggas purge, purge, nigga, I'm drunk, don't matter. If any of you <laughs> niggas did some creep shit in the past, the rooster, what's it called? The chickens have come back to roost, nigga. In the words of Malcolm X, the chickens have come home to roost. So if you did some fuck shit back in the day, it's gonna come to light. So who were the victims this week? 
Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, um, everybody was cut off guard because it was like, oh, the first woman has now been accused. Um, and then you actually read the reports. You're like, hmm, I don't know if this can actually hold up because apparently her security guard was claiming sexual harassment when he went to go um, help take out her luggage out of her room. And she opened up the door. She was in a negligee. And he said he felt uncomfortable. And which is rightfully so. I mean, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable in a situation like that. The only problem is, is that when has Mariah not been in a negligee? You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's yeah. pretty much seen Mariah in, a neg- in her negligee. Um, mm-hmm. And then some more reports came through where, you know, it's, it's kind of sounding like it's a quick money grab from his perspective. Um, which is unfortunate because when it comes to... You know, when it comes time for the first report that, you know, a woman has abused her power, I still don't think it's going to get treated in the same respect. I still feel like there's a double standard when it comes to men feeling uncomfortable in these types of situations and people looking at men like, well, what's wrong with you? Are you gay? Are you, you know, that type of thing instead of saying, yeah, well, if you're feeling uncomfortable and if that person makes you feel uncomfortable, it's not right. Hmm. Um, this didn't help that cause though It actually might have put us back a little while Because this clearly sounds like a money grab And uh, shout out to old boy for fucking up the What, what we perceive to be the, the swinging of the pendulum right there <laughs> I mean shit Mariah Carey harassing me I mean yeah, That does sound kind of questionable But Whatever. So, if we if we continue down this little fucking fuckery type of path, dark path, Louis C.K. got fucking accused of shit. And now, that, when it comes to this shit, man, this I is like sexual Louis harassment. Well, no shit. <laughs> like, okay, earlier that day, I think it was Thursday or Wednesday, I forgot what day, and Louis C.K. was pulling out like a new a, Louis, C, Louis C.K. was canceling appearances, especially canceling the premiere of a oh, movie that shit, he KCP. got going. Good shit, good shit. Okay, he was canceling. He was canceling appearances because sources were saying that a New York Post article is going to come up and it's going to be kind of damaging to his look. So I'm going like, oh shit, Louis C.K., what did you do? And the post came up and it was from multiple women. <laughs> it was from multiple women. And they all said <laughs> it was multiple women, and they all said that this motherfucker was masturbating in front of them. Yeah, I just I don't understand these. I don't understand these acts that are being done. Like, like why would you do that? Like, let's just jacking off that. in a fucking plant. This dude's just whip wiping his dick out, just mass. Like, what the fuck is going on? No, yeah, he even said in the story, he's like, he came up to one chick and he was like, "Hey, would you mind if we go in the room and you just watch me jack off?" And she's like, "No, what the fuck?" Yeah, I'm sorry, I got issues. <laughs> I'm sorry, like what the fuck? Like that's some shit that he does on his actual TV show on FX. Like, bruh, what? It's like fucking when Shawn Michaels, uh, when they showed uh, Ric Flair's Nature Boy 30 for 30 and they showed the clip of the final match and Shawn Michaels just hit him with, I'm sorry, before the final sweet chin music. Like, oh, yeah, he, he knew what sorry, he was doing. I love you. Yeah, yeah he knew what I was love doing. You. I I'm love sorry. You. And just jack it off. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Shit. Shit, bro. Like, I, I don't know, but because of all that, Louis C.K. lost all his shit. He lost his, his he lost his FX shows. He lost his Netflix comedy shows. So. 
And he even he even issued like a statement, and he said he feels very remorseful about his actions and shit. But they got still mad at him because he didn't apologize. I'm like, he said he's remorseful. What more do you want from him? <laughs> yeah, see, my thing with that is um, you can be remorseful all you want, but you had three weeks or whenever this window opened up to publicly come out and say, yeah, I was oh, he wrong, did it in a you... week. He did it the same day. He did it the same. No, 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 no. no. Oh. From the time Weinstein got caught up, he had all this time where. You know, it was like, you know what? I'm going to just come out and take the bullet like Alec Baldwin did. He waited all this time and then finally was, okay, I'm remorseful. And rightfully so, I could tell he was remorseful, but there's a difference between remorseful and apologetic. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like, remorseful is kind of like, you kind of just remorseful because you got caught. Like, you're not really sorry. you just remorseful that the fact that it happened and you got caught. Mm-hmm. That's what I took from, from his yeah, statement. Yeah, you got a point there. You got a point there. It, yeah, either way. What the fuck is wrong with these niggas, man? I don't like these motherfuckers. <laughs> you notice they all white men, too. Like, Yeah, I'm so... This, hey, knock on wood. I, I mean, uh, for, for knock the time... Knock on wood. You never wood, know, man. For the time being, this kind of actually supports, uh, you know, black men and women, how they really don't feel comfortable throughout this country. Because even when you're in a position of power... You still ain't even thinking about doing this type of shit. I mean, and I think y'all thought Michael we... was a fucking pedophile. Yeah, I'm shit. saying. And also, if you go to that little part of it, Ellen Page did like a big ass Facebook post, and she was talking about what happened to her and Brett um, Brian Singer, who who directed the third X Men movie, right. and pretty much she was talking about how much of an asshole he was to her, and pretty much outed her for being gay. Like, I guess the quote was, "Yeah, why don't you just fuck her until she becomes straight?" Like, well, damn, well, yeah. So it's like so disrespectful, Jesus. Yeah, and it was like a longer, and she it was like a whole long ass post where she was calling out all these motherfuckers, and it was just like, damn, Hollywood's really this fucked up. So shit's many man, motherfuckers just jacking off in front of women. I don't get that shit. Well, how's that? I know niggas are fetishes, but just watch me jack off. Just watch me jack off. Like what? What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't. I don't understand any of that. But teach their own. White people, man. But, white uh, people, <laughs> <laughs> oh, white people. Well, another great news: Kaepernick is a citizen of the year according to GQ. Shouts out to Cap. The end. <laughs> so oh, um, I mean, that, that was <laughs> you were going to keep continuing. <laughs> oh, that was pretty much it, and he still remained silent. I read the article, and it's just a bunch of Kaepernick doing a bunch of black power shit, and was, honestly, it's like some Muhammad Ali type of shit. It's like shit, and they're and they're talking to a whole bunch of people, just talking about it and shit like that. So, it's cool. Yeah. It's so, cool. so what I find interesting about this whole situation is that the NFL has pretty much done everything in their power to not only keep this man out, but now when you actually put it in perspective, they did everything to keep out GQ Citizen of the Year. Yeah, they played themselves. Yeah, that's uh, to me. It's that's pretty damn funny. Um, and then you know, Kevin Durant won Champion of the Year, but whatever. Oh, we wow. ain't really counting that. See, that's just the petty side of you, bro. Yeah, I mean, he he, he won his title. Don't get me wrong, he won, but Champion of the Year? Nah, bro. Nah, we ain't calling that Champion of the Year. All, all that's, these other. That's just you. That's just you, man, nigga. That's you. The, you're just biased, my nigga. Just hey. you're just biased. We can call it bias all you want. There's, what, three other pro sports, the, that major pro sports. So who do you think should have got it? You seen this motherfucker, Atuve? I mean, I know it's late. 
So Nothing. they had to, they had anyway, to do next, what they had to do. Go on. No, no, just go on. No. Oh, see, so, so we so we not credited based. On, see, this is this is what I'm talking about though. You ask me a question, I give you an answer, and then you don't like it. So then you just dismiss it's not it. I don't like it. It's just like you really think he should be champion of the year over I mean, Kevin seen, Durant. Have who you can't seen the MVP? Base, have you seen a two base stature? His stature, motherfucker's five five. He's my height. And so he's why should he shit be, out the park? So why should he be champion of the year? Did you see what he did in the damn playoffs? Yeah, I saw it kind of. No, okay, all right. Well, shit. I mean, Kevin Durant showed up. He performed, but shit. Warriors were in the finals two times without him. Oh, so I mean, yeah. what, what? So I mean, what are you really telling? I mean, like I'm you, saying, you're, you're you asked me a question. You're yeah, but, you guys, but I'm not giving you Homer answers. I'm giving you facts. Were they not in the finals two times without him? Yeah, then they, they were. did they not win a finals without him? Yeah, they did not win without him. But then he came back and damn near dominated. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. He won. So he should be champion of the year just because no, 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 off, no. off top that he no, dominated. I, he won, but let's keep it in perspective on why he was able to dominate. He's able to dominate because you also got to factor in taking into account the other three main stars on the plate. Yeah, on the he court. had the monsters. Right. So you think just because of that, they should just have everybody well, got a warrior staff? As no, you got to keep it. In, you got to keep it in perspective with the other champions this year. I mean, you yeah. can't name the Patriots because the Patriots are always there too. Also, Tom Brady. Right, so Patriots are Tom Brady. Right, which is another reason why you can't say I'm being extremely biased because I could have just went that route and been like you. You were saying, "Oh, you're just being biased with the the blown lead back in February when I said that the Patriots had the best comeback." Like that's what it was. Um, this isn't that situation because if I really wanted to be biased and just complete hater, I'd be like, "No, they came back for 23. There's you're not beating that." But they've been there plenty of times before, so you can't really. But they never came back oh, like that, bro. They never came back like that. No team has. They made history. Yeah, no teams come back like that. In the again, Super Bowl. The biggest the Bowl. team in the world. The biggest the biggest show, the biggest game in the world, dog. Just like nobody's blown a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals either. Yeah, that's, that's Cavs, bad too, but this Cavs is the fucking, this is the fucking the, Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, but it was the fashion and how they did it again. Yeah, well, anyway. Why don't we talk about, we talk about Cavs? How the hell we get on this? Anyway... <laughs> Shout out to Kaepernick. <laughs> because GQ had champion of the year. It was all on the GQ issue. Yeah, I know, but Kevin Durant deserved that, so. Yeah, womp, womp. So, I guess this is a good league way into sports, since we kind of talked about the Niners winning and the Raiders on the bye, so it's been going on in college and shit, knuckle. Yeah, it was a pretty festive week when it comes to sports. Um, big ballers were uh, in the news, but probably not for the reasons that should have been in there. Um so Leandro Ball, the, the middle son, he's at UCLA right now. He and his teammates, Jalen Hill and Cody Riley, ended up all of a sudden news breaks. Um, they're either questioned or being arrested while they're on their trip in China where they're playing Georgia Tech. Uh, and the reports came out, they were arrested for shoplifting at the Louis V store. And at that point, everybody's like, what the hell was going on? Now, of course, all the haters are ravishing in it, um, you know, because they don't like how LeVar operates which still confusing to me but that's for another time another day mm-hmm. um and everybody outside of lonzo obviously because lonzo's in season everybody's out in china as is they were already you know they brought the the facebook tv cast out there so they could film parts of the show for next season um and all that stuff so reports are coming out that this is taking place um 
they're saying they were being held. Um, they're being questioned. They only had a translator, no lawyers or something like that. Like, it's just, you gotta remember, like, it's a whole different judicial system outside in, in China. Yeah. What the hell um, was, what, what was he stealing? They said it was for, gla- they were, somebody snatched glasses or something like that. That's which, small shit. I mean, I which, guess. like, I, I'm not going to be one of those people who be like, no, he didn't do it because I don't, obviously don't know them. But I mean, it's just, it, something doesn't sound right when you got somebody that has a paid off Lambo and he's stealing glasses in a foreign country. Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but it's led to some, some curiously uh, funny um, turn of events. So the players, um, UCLA has already come back home. Those three players, they're still technically on quote unquote house arrest in the hotel for twenty days. So the ball yeah, family, so they, they set up. Yeah, they set up shop. They're doing pop up <laughs> shops. Um, they already had plans to um, brand the company out in the country. So they just like, well, might as well make the best of it. Fuck it. So they about to have a pop up shop later on this week. Um, and the craziest thing about this is now Trump is involved. Um, the last nigga in office. Which, which we call, um, for this instance, I'm actually going to at least call him Trump. Nope. No, no, um, no. He's still a whole ass nigga to me. Well, that's fine, but I'm telling the story. So, mm. Trump uh, spoke with uh, Xi Jinping, and he they're basically trying to ensure that this is a quick but fair process um, to get the players back. And Xi Jinping is like, I rest assured they will be treated fairly, and we're going to get this resolved as quickly as possible. And Pablo Torre from ESPN last week said it the best. Um, the fact that Trump and LeVar Ball have now hit this intersection in life at this moment in time is the perfect summary for the year 2017. Like, if you actually break it down and think about it, it's pretty damn groundbreaking and it's pretty interesting and funny to see. Um, and all I can say is what a time. So that basically covers that. Um, when it comes to football, the U is back. Um, for those who don't know which U I'm talking about, we're talking about Miami. Um, I've been a big mm-hmm. fan of Miami since uh, the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, they went up against number three Notre Dame, and they waxed that ass. Like, just completely it, dominated from, day, from the time the damn kickoff took place. Um, if you don't know and have been under a rock, they got this turnover chain. And whenever a defensive player gets a turnover, they don that defensive player with this blinged out turnover U chain, and he rocks it on the bench until it's time to go back in the game. Um, That turnover chain was player of the game. They had four turnovers. One of them was a pick six, and they also sacked the quarterback five times. They won 41 to eight. Like, it was just a complete ass whooping. And I was there for it all. It was funny to see the Notre Dame fans, you know, heartbroken and shook. They didn't know what to explain. Um... As far as I can tell, you just living through the sins of uh, Catholics versus convicts, and you gotta you gotta hold that L. You gotta take it. It is what it is. Um, we go down into the NFL. Jerry Jones still out here stirring shit when it comes to Roger Goodell, and the owners are getting pissed off with him at this point. Pretty much, they're telling him he needs to sit his old ass down, nigga. We got money too. Right, sit your black ass down. I think that's the thing that Jerry's forgetting because Jerry tried to pull that card where he's saying, you know, I'm the lead spokesman for all the owners. And mm-hmm. thinking he was going to intimidate the owners, and the owners is looking at him like, "Motherfucker, Nigga, we, got we got money too. Yeah, we got three or four billion ourselves. What the hell are you talking about? What the fuck you like, doing? Sit your ass down. Don't make us kick you out this shit. Right. And all this again is um, 
you know, directed at Roger Dell and his handling of the situations, particularly with the protests and, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, whose suspension was finally uplifted and he is now, he has officially served his first of six games. It's pretty much the rest of the season, huh? Um, he'll be back week 16, so it's right after the Cowboys-Raiders game. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, Goodell tried to secure the bag in his uh, contract extension negotiations. Like, he's talking about he wants $50 million a year. Um, he wants uh, lifetime access. Oh, my God, that motherfucker fell on his back. Good he Lord. wants what? He, um, so he wants $50 million a year. Um, he wants lifetime access to the private jet. Like, not well, just damn. during his tenure, he wants lifetime access. Like, he wants full-fledged insurance for his kids for the rest of the duration of their lives. Um, and apparently... He wants unlimited power. Yeah, and, a lim- and apparently the, I- the irony in all this is the owners were trying to hit him and give him a contract full of incentives. And he got pissed off at that. Now, the irony of it is, is that the NFL players don't have guaranteed contracts. Their contracts are based in incentives. So it's basically like... So, motherfucker, you think you're above all this? Like, you tell the players to be one for the shield, but now you're trying to think and play like you're above the shield? Come on, man. What you doing? fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, that's just... It, it's it's, uh, it's hilarious. Like, again, when it, when it comes to this whole Kaepernick situation, they did all this to keep one player out the NFL, and in the end, they ended up they just ended exposing up a lot seat. of shit. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to the universe, man. Universe is balancing, is balancing everything out. So yeah. yeah, you don't want to be it. You you thought he was a distraction. Okay, now you because of what you did, you have now become the distraction. So. Right. And so, and then to further keep up with the distraction, um, last week, uh, Miko Grimes, who's uh, the wife of uh, Tampa Bay defensive back Grimes, um, she came out on the Breakfast Club and accused the Raiders' offensive line of conspiring against Derek um, during the Redskins yeah, I saw game. That shit. Um, I'm not going to go into too much deal, detail with that. All I can say is there was no fight that took place in the locker room. Um, her story doesn't hold up weight as is. So she she just make it up shit. She kept yeah. contradicting herself and yeah, shit. Like she, there's, like. there's contradictions throughout. And her primary source is a lifetime Raiders fan who's scorned and heartbroken at the fact that the Raiders are going to Vegas. Like his bio on his Twitter page reads... The Raiders died with Al Davis. The Raiders fans will die in Vegas. And he has a podcast, so you can take that with whatever kind of grain of salt you want to take. She has that a podcast for. her damn self. She has a popular podcast. Right, supposedly, right. So. Um, so there was mm, that. No um, alley ass. When it comes to week nine, week nine was actually pretty festive, even though I wasn't paying attention because I was out securing the bag. Um, week nine started off with Martellus Bennett getting cut by the Packers um, over his shoulder injury. And then come to find out he really wasn't that injured because then a day later he ended up re-signing with the New England Patriots. And all I could say was, what the fuck, man? How the fuck do they keep doing it? They already stacked that tight end. Like, they got his replacement in Dwayne Allen to help cover with Gronkowski. Now they got Dwayne Allen and they got Martellus Bennett back. Shit's shit's incredible. It's amazing. Um, so he went out and New England destroyed the Broncos last night, Sunday night football. What's going on with the Broncos, man? They just said, fuck it. They, that quarterback situation is pretty damn bad. Like, it's, it's, it's bad like, as soon situation. as they won that Super Bowl, it was like, it was like a sacrifice. Like, you won a Super Bowl, but you ain't getting no quarterback no more. Pretty much. Um, to start off the week, uh, we had Thursday Night Football, which was the Seahawks against the Cardinals. 
Um, the Seahawks players for years have been adamant that they don't understand why they're playing these Thursday night games, whether they win or lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they won the game, they took a major L as uh, star defensive back Richard Sherman tore his Achilles. Um, so he's done for the year. Um, players at that point, Doug Baldwin, wide receiver especially, was saying that this shit should be illegal. Um, and in many aspects, I I agree. I mean, Thursday night football could be a lot. It doesn't need to be outlawed, but it could be a whole lot better. Yeah. I've, I've said this for years. What you do is you just you give the teams buys, and then when the teams are coming back from a buys, that's, those are the two teams that you give the Thursday night football game to. Makes sense. So they can have a four weeks of rest. Right. Um, but you know, it's what do I know? It's all about money. It's common, yeah. They, they have like pretty much every week. It's like a Thursday night game, and Thursday night games are pretty freaking whack. Only time they should start doing Thursday night game is around this time in November, around Thanksgiving, and do it all the way to the New Year's at least. Right. You know? um, so that's that's what that was the original. That. that was the original way to do it. Isn't that how they did it last time? I mean, years ago, it was really they only been that yeah. long. Shit, it was like two years, like two, three years ago. Shit. Nah, the new collective bargaining agreement has been in place since like 2011, 2012. It's been a yeah, while. but the Thursday night games they didn't really do like Thursday night games like every damn week. It was always like after. Nah, like, the thir- nah, the Thursday nights have been in the new collective bargaining for that set period of time. Mm. It's been that long. Damn, I could have swore that shit was like later, but whatever. Um, so you got that. Um, these touchdown celebrations, man they 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 keep you glued in. So. You remember the the fight that ended up actually being our cover for last week's episode between AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. um, Steelers uh, receiver uh, Juju, and um, the running back uh, Bell. They actually reenacted that fight for their touchdown celebration. It was actually pretty funny. There was another CFL, CFL fight I sent you the, of them well, not picking a fight, up one, but yeah, yeah, well, not a fight, cell- but it was a celebration. They picked up the. Um, they picked up players. one of the players and then the other and player the other did the limbo. Just, yeah, I started doing the limbo and shit like that. Right. And I was like, you niggas are just getting very creative now. Just oh, it's stand, amazing. Y'all just go in the locker room and just be like, hey, let's. Okay, if I score this, what we going to do? Like, y'all just do this during practice and just choreograph it and everything? We all going over your playbook? She's like, listen, you gotta, we got to go over the touchdown celebration? Exactly. <laughs> like, I guess, man. It sounds like a fucking SNL skit. Yeah, so they did that. Um, Falcons defensive lineman Adrian Claiborne was looking like uh, the second coming of uh, Lawrence Taylor yesterday against the uh, Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Cowboys were without one of their uh, star um, offensive ta- uh, linemen, and that shit clearly showed because Claiborne went and had six sacks by his damn self. And not only did he have six sacks by his damn self, those six sacks helped him secure a 750000 incentive bonus. Because in his contract, he had it where if he got eight sacks in a year, um, he got $750,000. And he came into the game with two sacks already. Um, report is, is that if he gets another six sacks, that amount ups to, uh, I think, $1.5 million. So he's going to be rushing that quarterback for the remainder of the season. As he should. And then finally, to close out week nine, um, you had the Chargers versus the Jaguars. I don't know if you heard much about this game. Nope. But basically what it came down to was each team was trying to give the game to the other team. Literally. Oh, I think I did watch that game. Yeah, they were fucking up in the final minutes. Something happened in the final minutes where there was just, it was an interception and then they threw the ball into like right at the five yard line and then the Jaguars just fucked it up. Yeah, so what happened was uh, Bortles threw a pick 
And then next thing you know, Chargers fumbled it, and the Jags got it back, um, kicked the field goal to force overtime. Some more shit happened that shouldn't have taken place, and then the Jags kicked the field goal to win the game. And the field goal kicker used to play for the Chargers, so that was kind of his poetic justice. Was that cool? No. God, no. Well, okay, yeah. I'm going to say he would have kicked it all the way to the other fucking end zone by mistake. Nah, Koo's trying to Koo's trying to get into the big ball of brand pop up at this point back in China. Um, Damn, that's pretty mean. So that covers well, maybe truth hurts. Um, so that covers the NFL. Um, sad news when it comes to baseball. Uh, you had two times Cy Young winner um, Roy Holiday. He passed away Monday or in Tuesday. Pl- he in a plane crash off the Gulf of Mexico, man. That yeah, he was in a. Up. It was a. a he was the only person on the flight. Um, he took piloting lessons over the past few years, and he was flying. Um, according to reports, he was actually just doing stunts and tricks way too close to the waters and unfortunately lost control, and the plane just crashed into the water. Um, Damn shame. Yeah, so he was 40 years old, so may he rest in peace. Mm. Um, when it comes to the NBA, um, young Lonzo Ball became the youngest player on Saturday night to record a triple-double. Um, albeit, yeah, albeit it was in a loss, but you know, for those who have been paying attention, I really don't care about wins and losses this year. I just want to see improvement with our young guys and our, uh, that are going to keep going forward. Um, and they showed that on Saturday, so it's a good look for him. Um, the 2020 All Star Game has been voted will be taking place in Chicago. Mm, so wear a vest. Yeah, so wear a vest and stay warm. <laughs> As y'all yeah. uh, turn just up try to and find a way, just find a way bottles. to get to L.A. Just find a way to get to L.A. next year, because man, like I said, All Star Weekend in L.A. That's gonna be just man. Oh yeah, that's three months from now. I can't wait. That's like man. That's, I, I'm just you gonna have All Star Weekend in L.A. of all places. And not and what makes it what makes it even better is it's the same weekend that Black Panther drops. Like it's it's gonna be a legit movie all weekend. Why do they um, say that shit? Why do they always say it's gonna be a movie? It's gonna I be a know. movie. In slow motion, man. That's just the most, yeah, whatever. I don't know, but you was on board for it for Saturday, so you can't really oh, yeah, talk Oh, yeah, because it's going to be a movie, but then when I leave, it's going to go right back to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah, well, that's what they say, too. Um, hey. So you got that going on. Um, and then LeBron James called out uh, Phil Jackson by um, pretty much saying, when lack of better words, he was a dumbass for not taking uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who is the rookie for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and they picked up the uh, the rookie point guard. I forgot his name. He's from France, I think, or Paris, one of the countries. Um, and they actually played the New York Knicks tonight. And um, LeBron went up for an alley-oop dunk and was standing around the rookie. The rookie shoved him back. And then next thing you know, Ennis Cantor, who used to play for OKC and seems to be in everybody's business except for when it comes to actually balling, um... He got up in his face, you know, rightfully so. You want to defend your teammates, especially when it's a rookie. Um, next thing you know, the Knicks went and started whooping the Cavs' ass and were up by as much as 23, but apparently it woke LeBron up because then they just came back, shot back, and LeBron hit a three-pointer in Porzingis' eye to win the game by three. <laughs> in his eye? Yeah, Damn. that's that's how Bleacher Report described it on my phone not even 10 minutes ago. In his eye. Damn, in that's, his that's eye. Like, that's like a fucking pause-worthy shit, but... That's LeBron being LeBron. LeBron James. Speaking of LeBron, I don't know if you saw this, but before the game, the cat LeBron and the Cavs were just walking around New York and took the subway. Yep. That was and pretty he interesting. Was, he put his uh put his live stream in some uh some guy's face and the guy wasn't having it. And I don't even think he realized who was putting the camera up to him, but And they from yeah. New York. I, I think he probably knew who he was. He's like, nigga, get that shit out of my face, bro. 
Yeah, he probably still salty that he went to Miami instead of New York all them years back. I would be too. There's another reason to get that shit the fuck out my face. <laughs> I mean, with the quality of teams that you've seen, you really ain't got no need to be salty except for the people that's running your organization. It is what it is. You talking about me or you talking about the Knicks? No, I'm talking about the Knicks. Oh, well, yeah. Exactly. Is that another reason? You get that shit the fuck out my face. <laughs> <laughs> and that covers the recent week in sports. Yeah. And some music dropped this week. It was kind of, for our case, it was kind of a meh, because I think everyone is just preparing for the incoming of Shady, because you know everyone in the mom is going to come out. And supposedly, allegedly, the album's going to drop this week. By the, so by the time this episode's up next week, we will have another M album, but we said that last time when it came to Kendrick. It ended up being the goddamn pre-order, which I'm still kind of mad about. But, you know, damn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, some albums came out. Cameron made his return to the mixtape circuit with the program. And, yeah, it was know, uh, it was decent yeah. for the first few songs, and after that, it just became filler. Yeah, he randomly just dissed Kanye, and like I told y'all, I'm not really a Cameron fan like that. You know, I I respect what he's done for hip hop and the culture and impact he's made, but yeah, that wasn't necessarily a diss. It was more so he pretty much just saying, Kanye, you said what you said about Jay. Why are you apologizing? Be true to your word. And well, yeah, that was that. Cam- yeah, and that's why Cameron's where he's at and why Kanye's where he's at. So there's that. I mean, and but if you want to be fair, Kanye no. just recently got out of, you know, rehab. And rehab. Cam's cool. chilling. So I don't know if you want to really make that comparison. I'm talking about success-wise and shit, but, you know, everyone's, everyone's success is different. Yeah, I mean, for, for all we know, hey, you can say what you want, but Cam's success at his height, you can't, there's no diminishing his success at his height. I just felt that when he was at his height, when he was in New York, he seemed more of a cult following in New York. Because I remember back those days when I was looking in forums and shit. This is back when M was running shit. I'm looking on forums. Everybody used to diss the shit out of Dipset and Cameron and his raps. They used to diss the shit out of it. They said the beats were amazing, but the raps were trash. Oh, because the raps went over people's heads until they, they finally caught rumor. You know, his raps kind of remind me, when you have to explain it, it reminds me of E-40. Where people are so focused on the delivery, they're not actually listening to actually what he's saying. That's the same thing with Cam. If you actually go yeah. back and look at the lyrics, the nigga was spitting some hard shit. Oh, yeah. I remember Down and Out with Kanye. That was a dope-ass record and shit. Yeah. Because of Kanye and the beat. But, yeah, shout out to Cameron. Kamaya, Bayer's very own Kamaya. She surprised everyone who dropped her little nine-song nine EP called Before I Wake. Her album was supposed to come out around this time period, but I guess the label's been fucking with her, so she didn't want to leave her fans hanging, and she dropped a little nine-song mixtape. That shit's pretty cool for what it is. It's, it's basically wave music, playlist music. Um, what I was actually intrigued with was uh, the first track, Dope Bitch. It starts off with um, the groove line from uh, Dog Pound's Bomb Ass Pussy, and I was like, huh. Like, it actually kind of caught me off guard. I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Next thing I know, I'm realizing that pretty much all the productions um, were based off of 90s or early 2000s uh, samples um, from records that we grew up on. So I was like, that's a nice little... Kamaya is like a late 80s baby, so she grew up in the 90s and shit. Right. So I was like, that's a nice little blend. But I mean, overall, it's... You can pick some like songs said, here and playlist there. Playlist music, exactly. There was a bunch of the shit that came out with playlist music besides one. Like even Wiz dropped a new album, and I didn't, I didn't have time to listen to that. So yeah, so apparently Wiz crap? is apparently Wiz's project. We thought I thought it was an album, but apparently he's talking and he says it on uh, City of Steel. This isn't an album. It's just a mixtape to hold people over until the album drops. The album's done. Yeah. Push um, said the same shit about King Push. Right. Um, 
it's all right. I mean, the production is still out of this world. I mean, he got production from Sledrin, um, who pretty much handles the bulk of it. Um, Sled, man, I still feel Sled people sleep on Sledrin. Like they really don't know the name, but they know the tracks. Um, a lot of funk and, and groove uh, sampled records. Um, but Wiz is so far removed from Deal or No Deal, where it's just like, eh. Casey Veggie's yeah. added a dope verse since he's the only artist that's featured on there. Um, what was it? I think Figure It Out and Plain For You were pretty dope. But other than that, take it for like what I've it is. Said, like I've said from the beginning, when it comes to these, because all these songs that we talked about, they are pretty much mixtapes, but they dropped on Apple Music. Cam actually dropped this shit on Dat Piff and all mixtapes and shit like that. He was only one because everything else, because everybody else dropped that shit on Apple Music and on a streaming service. And I've said this before, title, Apple Music, Spotify, they're getting that piff and live mixtapes the fuck up out of here. Right. So it's like there's really no reason to go to that piff and all them other websites no more because there's this. Yeah, there really isn't because I knew that Cam's uh, mixtape dropped on live mixtapes um, on Thursday. And so I was like, okay, well, let's just see if it drops on Apple Music so that way I don't have to waste the download. I could just stream it on yeah, Apple Music. Yeah, you feel me? And I'll be damned if the next day it was on Apple was, Music. Yep, man. Yep, it's pretty much. So, right. But you put me on to somebody else called Safa the Great. That's how you say it, Sampa. right? Sampa. Sampa? Yeah, yeah, Sampa the Great. And she so, dropped her sh- shit called Birds and the Bean. Is it Bean? Birds and the Bean Nine. Birds um, and the Bean Nine. Yeah, I I just found out about this artist um, just scrolling through Apple Music trying to find, you know, anything other than what we were previously finding. Um, and it's labeled as hip-hop rap. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised on, upon hearing it that it was not the typical rapity rap get that shit, Ingram. Get that shit. The typity rap rap get that shit. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> more, a, that should be a genre. <laughs> genre it's more, uh, get that shit. Hey, I'm, we we trademarking it right now. Um, <laughs> get that shit. It's more uh poetry and spoken word. Yes, it really and is. And it's it's greatly mixed with these uh these African tribal production percussions. Like it's just it's it was it was so smooth listening to, um, and she's got this nice that's the soft voice which, again like when I'm listening to it it actually took about two or three tracks to finally get in the swing of things because it completely caught me off guard where I had to mm-hmm. like reconfigure my ears to be like okay this is what we're actually listening to now. Um, kind of had it gave me like a a more Lauren Hill kind of vibe right kind of. Um, the music is popping though. Like this is actually one of them joints where you you want to at least give this a chance to listen to it. And this isn't her first go around. She's actually got a lot of projects. Um, she's an artist based out of uh, Sydney, Australia. Um, and I'm going through up and down this track list. I mean, it's 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 magical throughout. Like it's it's really some good hardcore music. I mean, I'm telling you, these drums are African, very African inspired. It's phenomenal, like man. Like it's this is the type of shit that would inspire Kanye. Um, and, and I'm not like this is, I'm, this not, is even I'm like, not using that as hyperbole. Like I'm actually being very legit. Like these are the type of drums that you would hear be configured into the 808s. Like this isn't really like playlist music. This is like she. You could tell she took her time and actually made an album. Right. This is an album. So yeah, and there's a so again. Everybody knows I, I look for that that three man weave um, when it comes to to tracks and. I found the three-man weave, but it was in between uh, an already good transition full of songs. I mean, once you get to 
can I get a key, which is track number five, you're pretty much cruising towards about until about maybe the last song or two. Like it's just it that the steam for that that wave of tracks is amazing. Um, Black Girl Magic was really a track that stood out for sure. Um, and then that three man weave uh, was Karma the Villain, By River, and then Inner Voice. Um, those that was that little wave in between where I was like, yo, this is. This is the plight of this album, and this shit is this is some good stuff. It's definitely shouts out to Sample the Great. I actually conversed with her for the, through a few tweets yesterday, um, showing my appreciation for the music. Um, so definitely go out and check that again. It's Birds and the B Nine. Um, yeah, yeah. Have have fun That's, with that. Enjoy. Yeah, have fun with that. It's a it's a pretty dope album. So y'all go listen to that shit because we gotta get out. Because after M drops, that's our cutoff. So. Yeah, but it ain't yeah. only M because let's make it clear. I'm that single yeah, still got me weary. So Sai yeah, High is getting ready to drop his project on Friday too. So at this point, I'm more excited for Sai High. That's if M drops. Who don't? Who knows? It'll probably be another. Well, the way they're fucking promoting the shit, who knows? It could really just be another pre-order and the shit comes out on Black Friday. Yeah, or he could be like, shit, let's redo it and it don't drop until next year. That pisses you, know you off even more. Yeah, you trying to piss me off even more, dog? No, M <laughs> M M's pissing you off, not me. I'm just the messenger. No, M, M never M only frustrates me. There's a difference. It frustrates me when I have to defend his white ass. Shit. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have to do that if you just came to terms with reality that this is a young man's game and there's no country for old men. And he's okay, reached that point what about in his Ho- But what about Hove? Hove, again, I said this earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. you can pinpoint his success to the fact that he's not only a great MC, but he's a phenomenal businessman. So he knows how to adapt. When you you're say only same shit about Kanye, to a certain extent, because even he's starting to decline as well. Um, when it comes to M, again, he is yes, he has shady records, but he is really he's not known as being the head of shady. He's just known for being the rapper, and it's clear through you know recent transactions or whatever you want to call it movements, he doesn't adjust very well. And plus, yeah, now that his manager's about to go to Def Jam at the beginning of next year, yeah, it's going to be really interesting if he's going to stay on Interscope or if he's going to go to Def Jam. He should, honestly, he should just be fucking independent. But whatever. He's bringing right. these fucking labels. But um, other than that, man, I'm fucking 30. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, again, if y'all still listening, thank you for all the birthday wishes. Thank you for listening to The Illogical Stance. And if y'all listening and you're in L.A. and you see us at Henny Palooza, just give us a hell yeah. Hell yeah. And fuck Jed York. Oh, and, top, and top oh, us oh, off, oh, too. Oh, don't, oh. don't forget the drinks. Like, if you see us, give us a hell yeah. And then pour up in the glass, too, so we get all toast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> 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 nah, but seriously, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode 65. And uh, catch y'all later. Peace. Fuck Jed York.